This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. Welcome to the CNIB Venture Zone podcast. I'm Jacqueline Gilmore, and I have Kevin Shaw here today as my co-host. Hey! Kevin, you're the program manager for entrepreneurship and innovation at CNIB, but you're also a serial entrepreneur. So before uh, the world of CNIB, I actually used to work in radio, and before that, I I was a mobile DJ uh, for a number of years, so going out and mixing music for weddings and parties and uh, anniversaries and all that fun stuff. And uh, that was really out of uh, a love for doing it and uh, a passion for it, but also out of necessity in that uh, nobody else was hiring me, so I decided to hire myself. And uh, been a freelance audio producer for a number of years as well, so working in recording studios and recording bands and miking up drum kits and uh, just all kinds of fun. So after I worked in radio, I decided to start up my own company called Tell Me TV. And that was a video-on-demand website with Describe Video. And I did that for a number of years. It's, it's still around. Um, and then I am actually launching a new venture uh, designed to push restaurant menus to mobile phones. Uh, so it's an app uh, for the iPhone. And, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, something to show off for that later this year. So having these multiple businesses, you've obviously had to do things not just on your own, but you have to have a team to do them. Um, Yeah. So you've had to fire people in the past. How did that go? Well, I've had to hire and fire people. Um, So, you know, the the tough part, of course, is firing people that, 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 that you work with. And sometimes you have to be the bearer of bad news to say, hey, this isn't going to work out or you've missed a couple of important deadlines. We, I remember for my company, Tell Me TV, we hired somebody who had some deadlines to meet with, uh, with some things to, for press and uh, getting publicity out. This was around our, our launch back in, uh, in 2016. And um, anyway, this person missed the the deadline, and you know it was uh, it was an unfortunate situation. But I had to call and have a difficult conversation to say, "I'm sorry, but you are not working on this account anymore." Um, and uh, that was that for me was sort of a growing moment, uh, a moment of growth where you have to. Um, kind of suck it up and deal with the situation and deliver the bad news and then move on. Life goes on and, uh, you know, business goes on. And in the end, it it ended up working out. uh, I think it ended up working out okay, but um, that uh, that was a difficult thing to do. Working with someone on TV, it looks like it's so simple. You know, you always see on sitcoms like a boss just comes in, oh, you're fired, this is the last straw, and then the employee just takes their things and walks out. But is it really that simple in real life? Uh, no. Um, so whenever you fire people, you always have to have a cause for doing so, and you've got to document it. So, for example, um, you know, in my in my case, it was something very simple. Uh, here's a deadline that you're expected to meet. It's you know, it's kind of like being in school. You've got you've got an assignment due at a specific time, uh, and if the assignment is not in at that particular time you don't have that person anymore. I mean, imagine if they did that, you know, where you're going to school. If they said, hey, you can't get your assignment in on time, uh, guess what? You're not a student here anymore. Um, You'd you'd certainly have some motivation to uh, get your assignments done. 
Now, I did actually have something like that. So I go to Ryerson University for journalism. And when I was in first year, if you made a spelling error in someone's name in your article, it's an automatic fail. Wow. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't pass that assignment. So it wasn't like, oh, we're firing you from being a student kind of thing. But it was sort of that experience that you were talking about where you had to make sure you did your job right and you did it on time. You fix your errors. Yeah. And then you also want to make sure that if it's an employee, uh, you know, or even somebody who's who you're hiring on contract, that you're giving them all of the tools that they need to succeed in that job so that they won't fail. Uh, so these are things like, um, you know, here's all the paperwork, here's the background information that you're going to need, here's all of our branding stuff, here's, um, you know, information on, you know, on me. Uh, so I made sure that this individual had all of that stuff ahead of time and, um, you know, still deadlines weren't met and uh, and that was a decision that, that I had to make. Yeah, so it kind of brought to mind for me, what do you do if it's all duds out there? I mean... Uh, what if there's no employees that just fit the criteria that you want? Do you just settle? Uh, no. So um, when you're in the entrepreneurial world, uh, one of the things that I, I tell people is you don't have to hire somebody full time to be on your team. Uh, if you're the one out there and you've got an idea or you want to run a website or whatever, uh, you don't need a you know a cast of thousands to come in and um, and work on your business. Uh, you can actually hire uh, contractors. So these are people who will work for you for a specific amount of time, and when that uh, specific period of time is over, y- they'll no longer work for you. So this is good for you know let's say somebody who's going to build your website and they're going to work for you for a month. Um, or it's somebody who is going to work with you maybe one day a week, maybe it's a bookkeeper or something like that, and they're going to bill you for the time that they're working on your uh, on your business. And then the other thing is um, when you're looking for something where you maybe need one task done, so I need a logo done or I need a business card designed or a flyer or something like that, sometimes you just want to pay for the you know, the logo itself. So uh, this is great for um, the gig economy. And the gig economy is sort of this new world with which has come up with websites like Fiverr and TaskRabbit and so forth, where um, you can actually go out and hire somebody to do design a logo for you. And it's a flat fee uh, specifically for that logo. And they just spend, you know, however much time on it as, as they need. Um, you can get uh, you know modifications done, and then once you're done, you pay them, and then and then you're finished with them. So you don't necessarily have to hire somebody who is full time. You can use the gig method and pay for whatever it is that you need, or you can get a contractor if it's uh, something a little more long term. So what about if you're really on a tight budget and you just think, oh, I can't. I can't afford a contractor right now. And you might be tempted to hire friends and family. I've heard mixed stories about that. Mm. What do you think? So two things. Number one is always get that relationship uh, documented in in writing. So even if you're uh, hiring, let's say, a friend to come in and maybe do something on your website or... Uh, you know, fold T-shirts or, you know, whatever it is, uh, make sure that you have that down in writing with their tasks specifically set out as to like, this person is going to be doing A, B, and C. 
Um, uh, now, if I can just interrupt yeah. you for one second, we actually have that on the website if you want to check it out, cnib.ca slash entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go under resources for entrepreneurs, we do have a whole article about planning a contract. Um, yes. Even if it's your brother, you never know. Like something could happen. You might get in a fight. You want to make yep. sure you've written down everything. Watch Judge Judy and you'll see like siblings suing each other in court all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so bad. Yeah, I know. But- you know, for, for hiring friends, here's what I've learned. Uh, you tend to wind up in these situations where friends will either try and take advantage of you or, um, you know, in the in the worst case, you try and take advantage of them because you're like, oh, well, this person's a friend and they know and um, now they're doing work that's out of the scope of their contract and, you know, you hired them to, I don't know, bake a cake for you and now you're asking them to plan the entire party. Um, so what I would say is that at some point, you know, your friends are your best consultants and they can come in and uh, help you go help you evaluate a contractor. And, and maybe, you know, you've got a friend who's really good at graphic design or you've got a friend who's really good at web design. And you might say to them, look, I would love to hire you, but, um, you know, I don't want it. I don't want anything to ruin the friendship. But would you be willing to come out and consult with me and help me find a really good graphic designer, a really good web designer, a really good, you know, whoever it is that you're going to hire. And that way you, you know, you keep your friendship if if you want to keep it. And uh, your friend is happy to lend some advice to your business. That sounds like a really good way to be able to get advice because that's what friends do best without taking advantage of them and making them feel like they're just your employee and all you want is for them to do things for you. Yeah, and the other thing too with family is that you hear about you know these these families that will start up a business and it's uh, you know mom, dad, and the kids. They're you know they're running a restaurant or whatever it is. Um, yeah, you really have to set those boundaries to to know that okay, from nine to five or you know whenever I'm here, I'm working for the company, and when as soon as I leave, we're we're family again. And I've seen. Um, you know, just in my own family, you know, family relationships get get really strained when people are expecting you to do one thing and uh, you're you're not doing that because you think, hey, you know, I know better and, and uh, you know, I'm not going to communicate that to whoever I'm dealing with. So it's it's really important to make sure that everything is laid out very clearly as to what constitutes work and what constitutes family. Yeah, I think that wraps it up really nicely. And of course, it's never going to be simple, but mm-hmm. you do want to just make sure you have that conversation first so there's no surprises. And then you wouldn't want to have to end up firing your family member. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that, that, that gets really sticky. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just make sure everything is documented really well and, uh, and understand that there's a difference between business and uh, friendship and family. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kevin, for talking about that with me. No problem. We should do this again. And I I think we will. This has been the CNIB Venture Zone podcast. Stay tuned on our website because we're going to be releasing more like this, cnib.ca slash entrepreneurship. And again, just back to that contract article, if you want to find out how to plan out a contract, when you're going to need one, what are the key elements, Find that article on cnib.ca slash entrepreneurship and go to resources for entrepreneurs. This was the CNIB Foundation Podcast.